0: Welcome to Southpaw's episode five hundred and thirty-three. I want to go to Beast World. Bark!
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining it like Disney World. Like, Bobby, daddy, we want to go to Beast World. Okay, go through this throw portal. Pip with the lions. Ah! No. <laughs>
0: this is Christian world, not the Beast World. Oh no! <laughs> we can get our persecution and our war fetish at the same time. I'll show you what happens to filthy lion kissers. Oh, no. I'm in trouble. Hi, kids. It's me, Savarin, and I'm here with Fuzz. Hi, I'm Fuzz. And Ajax is off doing bear stuff this weekend. He
1: is. So Grizzly Pines, the clothing optional gay campsite in South Texas, just outside of Houston, is having a furry weekend. Because it turns out that, hey, a lot of furries like to go there, and he doesn't know if some, somebody said something to him, because, like, last year apparently they had this, and it was the week before Fiesta, but oh. this year it was two weeks after, so he was able to do
0: it, because with without the Fiesta stress crunch yeah. going on, you know? As we say, Fraser by and large, and, yep. of course, it, there's a lot of bears and a lot of cubs and a lot of bear chasers, I'm sure, out there, too, so... Yeah. He got this really
1: cute badge drawn, like, at the 11th hour. Like, this guy turned it around, and, and like, within a day. It's two-sided, and one side is his, his character's in the bear. It's in the bears, but he's in the woods and nude. And then you flip it over, and it's the same picture, but he's, like, holding a leaf above his junk. It's <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> cute. Yeah, it's really cute.
0: So, he he will not be here hyena laughing this week, and that's fine. hope he has a good time. Yeah, I hope he does but it has been actually a surprisingly good week here in Saverin World, and not for the reasons that people might think obvious. So my dad had a th- like multi-month follow-up CT scan, mm-hmm. and he remains cancer-free. So that Woo! is very good news, a major relief. So now it's back to just getting him stronger. Yeah. Like, he's getting more mobile and active, and that's good. But also it's like, oh god, please don't fall over. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was really good, and the, my one cool thing from last week that I mentioned, well, one of the one cool things, the Delaware's Guide to Beast World, uh-huh. I got my copy in the mail, and Yay. it is really cool. Yep. So Delaware's Guide to Beast World by Heartleaf Games uh, was a Kickstarter that was done about like two years ago, right before the pandemic, basically, mm-hmm. and they were basically doing a furry settings, a furry setting for 5th edition, D&D, right. and it came out. And I finally got my book because I've had the PDF for a while, and I was really looking forward to seeing the physical print book because the yeah. interior art's all really cool. They got a lot of names you recognize and a bunch of names you don't, but all the interior illustrations are all very nice. They're all very furry. Yes, it's it's 100% furry except for you know the random humans that are part of the setting too. There's a lore reason for it, and it's kind of silly, but it's also kind of core to the setup of the the game world. Ah, uh. so. You know, yeah. They, I hope there's at least a one for Ingi to be like, "Heo man." <laughs> um, not really, but there's a whole crapload of furry species. There's like subspecies. You can be a fennec. You can be a red fox. You can be different types of bears. Different types of cats, big and small. You can be a wolfie. You can be a wolf. You can be a dog. Like, you can be the full range, and basically the explanation is like, yeah, these animals existed, and the gods were like, what if we made them furry? And she did. And then a little bit later, there is, you know, lore stuff that happens in the world, and the humans Mm -hmm. get brought over as sort of a, alright, I guess we won't won't let you go extinct in the hell world that you created. Fucking humans, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And they slurp over, like, a few million humans Mm -hmm. 12 years ago, and so now, like, only now the first generation of Kit of humans born in the furry world are starting to become young adults mm-hmm. and everyone else is like scarred and has their experiences from the broken world and the big thrust of the setting is that when they brought the humans over they also brought what's called the dungeon and it's sort of a it's a presence beneath the world that's capitalism yeah that creates dungeons that create monsters And when the monsters are cleared out, the dungeon fades out once people leave it alone for a while. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you'll have sometimes just a a door opens in the side of a sewer that leads to a cave full of centipedes. And the Delvers, which are the player characters, have to go in and clear it out Mm -hmm. so there's not, like, a cavern that makes giant centipedes in the sewer beneath your town.
1: Mm. So they're like the uh,
0: the just the like the utility services people, yeah, for, for the I town. Mean, they can <laughs> be because, like, oh, you know, here's a a portal that opened in the well of a town, and it leads to a cavern full of like skeletons. For I'm some just reason. like, like,
1: oh no, there's something going on with the plumbing. You better call the water department. And I just see this this like furry and you know, overalls, so it's just like, yeah, yeah, Joe, all the. This pipe is just full of centipedes. Just just stuff full of centipedes. They've got some maggots here, too. We're going to need to get a crew out, an emergency crew out here. Yeah,
0: some slimes. <laughs> get, you know, you find a castle ruin that's full of ghosts. You know, the squad shows up with weird backpacks. Yeah. And magic ray guns and weird traps. Am I
1: thinking outside the campaign here? I feel okay. <laughs> no,
0: no. It, it's one of the fun elements, too, is that Because the world that the humans came from was, like, analogous to the 1990s, Uh there's curios that exist that it's like, here is a cross-world food kit, and it's literally a plastic lunchbox. (laughs) (sighs) They call it cross-world resin, and it's just plastic, but there's, like, Frisbees, and, like, people can cross back over to the fucked-up human world with protective spells and gear, and there's things like thunder vests. Which are in noted in the books, like great for dogs and also certain canines. <laughs> you know, so like your your character's a Finnick who's really nervous, but then they buy themselves a thunder shirt that they just wear under their armor all the time to feel more secure.
1: Oh my god, that's so cute.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a really fun little setting, and I'm very glad that it finally came out. I've had the PDF for a while, the physical book came out, it's a fucking gorgeous yeah, semi-hardcover. Like it's kinda of got this it's got an embossed I got the special edition. It's just got yeah. this nice embossed cover with one of the wagons and some geometric designs. The backside has illustrations of each of the major regions in the world on the back in like you put a lot of thought into it for sure yeah and one of the, and one of the other things too is like yeah, we have access to transmutation magic, so if you're trans it's like cool, whatever bloop. Mm-hmm. there's gay NPCs included. I mean, this is a furry book made by furries for furries primarily, and so it's going to be gay. And it's <laughs> going to be accepting, which is should not be a surprise to anybody, but it's nice that it's explicit in the text.
1: I'm sorry, I just had the thought that, like, oh, the lore reason for bringing humans over from the encrusted world, or whatever it's called, is that all the furries are gay, so they're unable to procreate, so they have to bring humans over. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and the furries can mate with the humans, and there's a 50-50 chance that they'll be one or the other. So, like, a horse and a human will be either a horse or a human, just like at the end of Treasure Planet from Disney, mm. where the boys all look like one way and the other, and the Amelia and the lady, dog, lady or Lady and the Tramp, where all the yeah. boys look like Tramp and all the girls look like Lady. Yeah, um, and the other thing too, well, it also had a DM screen, it had a pin, it had a dice set, mm-hmm. but the other thing that's really cool here is the Delver cards. Mm-hmm. It's a collection of 56 cards, I believe. Basically 50 of them are art cards and there's a following like five that are blank so you can put your own NPCs on. But the first 50 all have art from different people and their stat blocks on the back as well as how to play. So, like, if you're the DM, you can just be like, oh, you know, there's this guy here, and you pull the card out. It's like, all right, well, here's Violet, the uh, Tradewind vulpine. Is that the Fennec? No. She's just a white fox lady. Yeah, Tradewind, not desert, duh. Um, And it, like, explains, like, how do you play her? She talks like a snob, actually a big softie. She's the next big thing in fashion everywhere he looks. Looks great in dress, thinks you would, too. So, here is a fox named Violet, who is actually a dude that likes to wear dresses. So good for them. And the illustration is cute. You know, it's, it's a nice nice. It's a nice, card. And this one has illustration. Does it list to the illustration? It does not. No, there is. Oh, no, they're on the front, actually. Oh, are Artist uh, Sleeping Wolf. Oh, I didn't there's... Creator Violet Vixen. And then here's one that actually is a Finnick. Mana El Bruin, artist by Kabashi, creator Mana Foxy. And it's a little Finnick. Yeah, the the art on these is really cool. I'm really, really pleased that this came out yeah, in such a good state. Like, here's a sloth.
1: There's a... What I, I pointed out when I was looking through it is, like, unlike other cards for, like, magic and stuff like that, where you have a lot of stats and flavor text on the front catchy. and just a logo or whatever on the back, because they're furries and they know that we're all into the furry art, the cards are, like... Ninety percent the card image of the character, which is their name and species at the bottom, and then all the flavor text and stuff is actually on the back of the card, which I I think is a really neat idea. It is very much geared towards the the fandom that they're operating yeah. within.
0: And like some of the art, like here's Justine the Truehearted, who is a squirrel artist uh, by Carade. That squirrel's gonna fucking murder you if you piss her off. Oh shit. Like, It's a really good illustration yeah. of a very severe-looking squirrel lady. And
1: it also included
0: like five
1: cards that are blank on both sides, so you can have your own uh, NPC. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna see those uh, artists are gonna see those showing up the cons, drawing yeah. them, and everything, and that would be really cool.
0: I'm just really pleased. I've spent time. To actually read through the vast majority of the PDF and mm-hmm. like even here's one that's nice, uh, Roderick Rod Russell Richardson, who is a human with a tuba, who is actually like it's like not an NPC's person, he's an NPC but doesn't have a stat block, and it's basically this card is done in like in memory of this person's grandpa or something, and it's a happy old dude with bluebirds and a tuba, and I'm like that's really cool, like I'm I'm very very pleased with how this came out. And, boy, I sure would love to play some fucking D&D with this. You know what's interesting
1: is that in between when this Kickstarter launched and, and when it's delivered, that whole kerfuffle and resolution of the gaming license thing happened. Well, Because they re- I, I noticed they released this under the
0: open gaming license. Mm-hmm. Well, they had been working on it for a while. And when that happened, they were like, well, the books are printed. So, <laughs> we guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah. And... Ultimately, it, Hasbro did not go forward with the OGL like 2.0, oh they were calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's not an issue. But it was one of those things where, like, right as it was crossing the finish line, Hasbro tried to pull some shit and yeah. got enough pushback that they said, never mind. Yeah, they realized they pissed off
1: their entire fan base. So, that people were just going to probably spin up their own
0: companies and do whatever they wanted. And I mean, lose, that's, that's lose how all we the got... Revenue. It. That's how we got Pathfinder. Yeah. 3rd uh, edition got moved. They shifted to 4th edition. People really didn't like 4th edition that much because it was very much gamified and like kind of wow in terms of like, oh, there's cooldowns, like three turns, you can do this ability. And mm-hmm. it was very gamey, very war gamey. And they tried to go really hard on the miniatures and people didn't like that. So because OGL existed, that's how we got Pathfinder. When all this happened... Pathfinder 2nd Edition is coming out and it's enough of the letter things filed off that it's its own thing. Right. And they announced like, hey, we're going to come up with our own gaming license and it's not going to be, it's going to be Creative Commons and you can use Pathfinder as a basis and not have to worry about Hasbro's greed. So that's exciting, but at least in this particular case, Delver's Guide is 5th Edition but you can change the combat systems if you want to just use it for something else, you know. So, that's the one cool thing. Very happy I got it. Just, I love cool splat books. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I don't get a chance to play them, I have loved D&D as, like, setting and, like, ideas for a long-ass time. Like, I would when I was a kid, I would go over to a friend's place, in Walho, he had to go do some school shit and I was hanging out at his house, I would read his brother's second edition D&D books and, like, his copies of Dragon and Dungeon mm-hmm. that used to be separate magazines. Even if I never really got a chance to play it much, I was still very a big fan of, like, the game itself. Yeah. So that's that's my one cool thing for the week, and we're 15 minutes in, so we're doing great. My fur five badges arrived. Oh, nice. It's, yeah. The, uh... The ones by Skiggles with the paw. Um, oh, the, oh, okay. Part of goes to support FA. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the little because
1: uh... <laughs> Ajax got his at TFF. I don't know if it arrived in the mail right before the con or if he picked it up from Skiggles at the con. But like, and I ordered like four of them because I was like, oh, I can give some of those gifts or whatever, you yeah. um, know. But yeah, they're they're really neat. They're high quality. They're they're nice pins, and they're just like. Yeah, I'm furrified. I'm a
0: 100% guaranteed furry. Were, were they $8 or more?
1: Oh, no, the actual pins. I don't. I don't remember how much they were. It was eight dollars <laughs> on on FA, and if you hover over the icon on FA, it said I paid eight dollars. Says I paid eight dollars for this. <laughs> yeah, nice. This the alt text. Yeah, it's been a while since I ordered them, so I don't remember how many, how much the pins themselves were. It doesn't really
0: matter. That's still yeah. funny though, because <laughs> now that they're going away with all of the legacy check marks, and now it's just going to be everybody that's blue. You just get those add-ons that slaps, like, a Twitter blue or a little cash symbol in the logo instead, like you can, or a mm-hmm. clown. Like, they're add-ons that will put the mark of shame next to people who pay for Twitter.
1: I noticed one of the things is that they apparently are introducing the ability to either display or hide your Twitter blue icons, so you can hide your shame.
0: <laughs> and the, the funny bit, too, is that Yesterday, I saw someone get quote tweeted with people going, Twitter blue, checkmark hider, long post, look at this fool, <laughs> laugh at him, because you can't make the super long posts if you don't have Twitter blue. Right. So this person had hid their mark, but they'd made a post that was like a thousand words or whatever. Yeah. And so people were like, ah, 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 ah caught, you're caught. <laughs> and so everybody was replying with the, you know, the picture of the mannequin laughing. This at
1: whole paint for Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. I think I mentioned it last week, but I disabled my Twitter account.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My my main, at least. And, like, I made a post on it long enough to be like, hey, this place is bad for my heart, both literally and metaphorically. Here's a picture of my dog. Bye. Um, <laughs> I didn't even see that. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I just have not been looking on it so much. But the whole bit with Twitter's algorithm getting posted and people digging through it Mm -hmm. and finding that fucking Elon Musk made a special carve out specifically for himself so that if the post is from Elon, that his gets bumped higher, it gets highest priority. So, like, if you don't have him blocked, that's why he shows up all the goddamn time Mm -hmm. and he posts nothing interesting. He's like, hmm, looking into it, interesting, or exclamation point. It's because he specifically made a carve-out because he's a special boy who wants to be the most followed person. And the one thing that you can't force people to give you on Twitter is respect. (laughs) Mm. He's still trying. And, like, the other thing, too, is he's like, we're going to charge corporations $1,000 a month to remain verified as a corporation. Really? And then nobody, everybody told him to fuck off. Uh-huh. And so he's like, okay, we'll actually give the 10,000 largest companies it for free. And then the White House was like, we're not going to use our service. Fuck off. We're not going to even reimburse our employees if they use it. Yeah. The Biden administration has literally said that, you know, Twitter is not part of our messaging strategy. <laughs> so they don't really bother with it. It's not like fucking the previous guy. He used it. It's like us tried to use it to form policy. Right. And generals were like, we don't take orders via Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, we should wipe them off the map. And they're like, are you going to bomb Mexico? No, we're not going to bomb Mexico. Christ. (laughs) You're going to invade Canada and steal all their maple syrup? Yep. Their strategic maple reserve could be better used to, I don't know, sauce up pancakes in America. Sure. Have one of those fucking
1: pipelines repurposed for maple syrup and just have it, like, going right into my mouth.
0: Yep. Real maple syrup straight to the coast. We're gonna get down to the maple syrup refineries of Houston. (laughs) Oh god.
1: I don't know. Would it be a better world if instead of oil, like it was maple syrup? Probably be less dangerous for the environment when there's a uh, I mean it's just a
0: bunch of trees. Yeah. The question would be like over harvesting and their susceptibility to like fungus and stuff. Because if you have a just like with bananas, you know, if you have a fungus that can wipe out entire types of trees and it wipes out maple syrup, then, you know, we're in a world crisis. Uh, a syrup crisis. you would be like, the worst. Instead of a banana republic, you'd have a syrup republic. Yeah. You know, Chiquita would be pulling some shit. Mm. Thanks, yeah. CIA. Literally. The other thing, too, that's been... Chiquita int- intelligence. Agency. Is that E3 got canceled.
1: Yeah, I saw that. And I'm... I'm not a gamer but even I was like, "Hey, that's a big deal, right?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it used to be back when it was new, essentially the once-a-year gamer Christmas. Mm. Um this was back in the 90s when EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly was a big deal, and their their E3 issues would be like 300 pages long Fuck. with photos and pictures and all this other stuff, and as well as just slap full of advertisement for every new game that's coming up. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, you're buying a magazine that's a fuckload of ads, but it was a a once-a-year thing. This was pre-broad acceptance of the internet, so you didn't really have access to news of games coming up. Like, what was coming out was fed to you, and if you didn't know about it, if you weren't written about in EGM or Die Hard Game Fan or... Insert other game like GamePro, Game Informer, any of those magazines, you just didn't know it existed. And so it was still a big deal for a very long time until companies realized that having to fight for their mind share during that one week was really kind of detrimental and they could just do their own thing over the internet because, you know, we have broadband and shit now. So yeah. Nintendo was the first to bail. And then Sony and Microsoft kind of stopped doing stuff on site. So the ones that were really there were the third parties, like Ubisoft and Konami, and then Konami stopped. Mm. And it really kind of got sad to just being just one or two companies that did stuff on site. I mean, even Devolver Digital did their own stuff in a setup in a parking lot across the way because they just charged too much money. They got greedy. Uh. And then the pandemic happened. And everyone adapted to doing all their shit online. Yeah. And they brought it back last year, and it was kind of sad and small. This year, everybody basically bailed out. Like, it was a slow trickle out. Ultimately, it just came down to the fact that, yeah, we're just going to cancel it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, long gone are the days where there would be Booth Babes and Giant Shadow the Hedgehog standees and Duke Nukem thrown out. I mean, there's these really funny series of photos from, like, 2006 or so when they, yeah. when Shadow the Hedgehog came out for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. There's this... It was this giant standee of Shadow the Hedgehog holding a giant fucking gun yeah. kind of pointed down... And so there's, like, photos of people, like, hands behind their back, kneeling in front of the gun. (laughs) It was pretty dire. Wow. But that was the edgy gamer shit of the time. Yeah. And people just realized it wasn't going to be worth it. So the only people that would be coming would be, like, weird peripheral makers and Mm. the U.S. Army trying to recruit gamers. Oh, my God. And this was a con that they charged you, like, $250, $300 to attend. It wasn't like a furry con. Jesus. It was a quote unquote trade show. So yeah, it, yeah. But if you can get a better experience going to fucking PAX or Gamescom or any of these other trade shows that are hybrids that have existed for a while, mm-hmm. there was no reason for it to exist. So that got right. canceled, and it's just sort of a, huh, well, end of an era for that. Because there was like, oh, we'll try again next year. And it's like, dog, that ship has sailed. The pandemic has killed E3. We don't need you anymore. Like, companies can do quarterly live streams, like, hey, we're here to do an Xbox gaming showcase for summer, and we're also going to talk about Starfield. Sony has one where it's like, hey, we're going to talk about this. Capcom did one recently that was all about Resident Evil 4 and a couple of their other games with some Street Fighter Six stuff sprinkled in. Companies don't need big things like E3 anymore to do their marketing. Right, and they just do it themselves,
1: and so they were probably paying a lot of money to Share that stage, right? Yeah, 53. they had to
0: build their booths. They had to have demos made specifically for that time of year. Mm-hmm. They had to have swag. They had to hire staff. They had to pay, you know, all the setup fees, power. You know how exploitative that convention centers can be. Oh, you want to plug into that power cord? It's a hundred dollars a day. You know, shit like that. Right, and your pipe and drape and everything else. It adds up really quickly. And for smaller exhibitors, smaller companies like devolver or mm. Hell, even like later Konami, they didn't want to fuck with that anymore. They literally like had a square of carpet and a little closet, and that was it. like one or two people standing around or sitting in chairs so like oh if you had a if you want to hear get our like piece of paper that has our upcoming releases on it. Here we'll open the little closet door, hand you a piece of paper, and that's it. Mm. But that way, they still had their spot. I say with quotation fingers, right? But yeah, you know, people knew that that time was over. It's it's a bummer for those of us who grew up as that being like gamer Christmas. But there's way other way better ways to find out about shit nowadays. Mm. And you can end up with like Street Fighter Six. You know this trickle of. Uh, like, oh, hey, here's developer matches between these two characters, and we can release them, you know, every couple of weeks. And you don't have to get it all thrown at you in this 30-minute video right at the end of E3. It's like just, hey, we'll just update you on Twitter, update you on YouTube with, like, follow our channel, and we'll just put some new stuff up for you to watch. Mm-hmm. It's better that way. The other thing, too, is, like, from a convention organizer's perspective, they had to they canceled their event, like, three less than three months out. Ooh. And previously, that place used the entirety of the Los Angeles Convention Center. So Ooh, that's, that's a that's a big contract for them to have to like renegotiate. Yeah, the City of LA. Wow, and that might cost them a lot of money. But they're Reed Pop. They have more money than God when it comes to conventions. They run packs. They run like New York Comic Con. Oh, and okay. Shit. Uh, it's this not just so, a, like their only thing. No, it's it's. They run multiple very large events. And yeah, even if the margins are narrow on conventions, as we well know, they can deal with it, I'm sure.
1: Well, like, they're also not run for charity like, like yeah. furry cons are. I mean, that's why they're partially why they cost like $250, 300 to get in.
0: Yeah. Another thing that has come up that is interesting. So uh, it's also the Trans Day visibility. So yeah. thumbs up to our trans people, friends, and... Let's make sure that you don't get caught out because I mean, you if you have disadvantage on your roles, it's really bad. Um, oh, you saw that? Huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a D and D joke. Oh shit, I'm visible. Yeah. You know, but independent reports that J.K. Rowling's production company uh, has lost seventy percent, has had a seventy four percent drop in profit. Yeah. So good and job, I read, gamers.
1: I read the article because um, I was I was curious. Like, unfortunately, it is not because people were just like "fuck you, transphobe." It should have been. Apparently, what it was is that one of her companies under that is the the company that does the the, the Harry Potter theatrical productions, uh-huh. and they got just killed during the period of time where there was no theater uh-huh. in uh, in Britain because of the pandemic. Because it's for like fiscal year twenty twenty two, which reflects what happened in twenty twenty one, and that
0: was that was when there was like a lot of lockdown, and, and that's uh, pizza, and that's pizza, yeah. And we're back from the pizza break. Fuzz has been sated, and he had, like, a pizza and some cinnamon rolls, and we have a soda now, and we're just going to get back to it. Woo,
1: okay. caffeine!
0: Like, yeah, we're talking about stuff that happened in 2021, but, like, she's also had some other missteps, like, uh... The
1: other thing is that that company also makes the, um, or works on their, something the TV series, multiple, on the BBC that are based on her Robert Galbraith uh-huh.
0: novels. And ain't nobody wanting any of that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's temporary. It's like a ha ha tee that she's not making as much money. She's only getting eight figures as opposed to nine, you know. Yeah. Like, fuck her. Fuck the Fantastic Beasts movies. And, and now that the Hogwarts bullshit has died down for the game, people are kind of like, yeah, this game's actually kind of mid. I don't really feel like I've owned the lives because it gets boring after 15 hours. And it's like, all right, well, I, I really hope that the long-term lack of trust that you've earned from any of your ally or trans friends mm. is going to stick with you because you I really was, wanted to play... hope it was
1: worth it, your streaming career, because you're like, oh, it's a popular game, but I have, I have mean,
0: you, People remember. might have gained a following from it, but it's not going to be a following these people want long-term, mm. you know? Yeah. Congratulations, you've attracted the
1: gamers, TM. It's funny because sometimes it's like someone is quote unquote liberal or leftist, but they just have this one stumbling block, this one really shitty, horrible view, and it's like they're gonna realize that people that align with them on that view don't align with them with an, on any other issue, and then it's like, well, well, then what do you do? You're 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 fucked if you're trying to like build an audience or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the weird stumbling block. It's like, oh, if you're a Therian, but you're also a transphobe, <laughs> you know. People like that exist. I don't know how. Oh, my God. But, you know, those I are... Have
1: your... the soul of a wolf, but you can't be a guy in a girl's body. Exactly. Ah, that's just a step too far.
0: But yeah, like, it's dumb when people do that shit. And It's like, yeah, like, this person has more money than God and generational wealth that will last well outside of, you mm. know, Florida getting sunk beneath the waves... Mm-hmm. but you know we can just say fuck her to that little bit of losing profitability because I mean, what else we're we gonna do yeah pie her like uh oh that woman in the 70s yeah the anti-gay woman i can't remember her name anita Bryant. yes okay. anita Bryant. nobody has pied or egged or tomatoed or can of souped her yet so you mm. know give it time um the, the other person got souped recently, and I think was Australia or New Zealand. I don't know who she it, is. Yeah, it was, I think it was Posey Parker. She's some turf. Yeah. She was trying to do this tour to like promote her beliefs, and everywhere she went, she either had neo Nazis show up to protest with her against trans rights, uh-huh. or and I think in New Zealand she had a, can, a bowl of soup thrown at her, mm-hmm. like cold noodle soup. It's like the the only
1: comment I saw it was, "Why was that outside the can?" <laughs>
0: it's soup for my family fuck her and fuck turfs. that's really all it is like it's good when you know you get that little bit of pushback Mm. because yeah like you have even if in the grand scheme it doesn't seem like a lot people notice and sometimes it's not you know yeah just putting words and saying it but like also pushing back against you know supporting your trans brothers and sisters and being supportive because god damn it's a scary ass world out there and right Mm. now the fucking Trying to be like, oh, you know, Christianity is under attack by gun-wielding transes. And that was such a fucking gross sitch. And now they're trying to be like, Christians are persecuted by gun-wielding transes. When, like... We don't know if this person was actually trans for I certain. I wish they were, you know. And but... like they attended the school at the same time there was a molestation scandal, so maybe they had some like grievance <clears throat> against the school, but they shouldn't have fucking shot some kids. That was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But also, like the fact that the right is trying to take this incident, you know, there have been like, okay, we've had three trans mass shooters out of the last 2,875. Yeah. Like, the
1: instance of a trans person being a mass shooter is significantly lower than their represented percentage in the American
0: population.
1: Much like how African American prison population is significantly higher than their percentage of the population, because racism.
0: Yeah, and like, the... It's just disgusting because now they're trying to use that as a pretense to be like, oh, trans people can't have guns. And I'm like, you guys are against red flag laws for domestic abusers and people that do actual <clears throat> violence. But, oh, just because they got those, quote unquote, murder hormones. And um, thanks, Marjorie Taylor Green, oh And I'm gosh, like, the she's... murder hormones of fucking testosterone. You know, if, if testosterone makes you into a murder machine, men shouldn't have guns. Which, okay.
1: Right. Yeah. But.
0: Consistency is lost upon fascists. They, own, they have no truth. They only it, believe in power. It's
1: like that fucking comic that I have no fears, something, what fear? It's yeah. like, no rules for gun owners, trans people. One rule for gun owners.
0: Pretty much. So like,
1: apparently, did Shapiro say something like uh, that?
0: It was like, there's been a few fascists. I saw somebody link
1: him with, like, wording that implied that. but I, you, They're like, you Christianity whatever. under
0: attack. I'm like, well... You know, they, they're fearing, quote, days of vengeance, and they're more afraid because they know why they deserve vengeance, the way they've treated trans people, the way they, the way they continue to treat trans people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of vengeance that they deserve that should be heaped upon their head, and the fact that it's not is uh, a sign of great restraint on behalf of trans people everywhere. Because taking away the people's rights to get hormone treatment or surgery or even to be affirmed in their schools, that's that's worthy of vengeance, I think. There's one state, I don't remember
1: which one, which shithole it is, but they've given, I don't remember if it's just teenagers or if it's trans adults, too. I think it's just the kids in this case. And they're like, they have one year to detransition or something like that. I think that was Florida. Yeah. Which no, is... it was one of the crappy Midwestern states or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but... it was
0: like maybe a Dakota basically if it's controlled by republicans they're trying to be anti-trans and like yeah. even here in texas we're trying to ban drag shows and they're just trying to basically criminalize being trans in public you know it's not going to go anywhere and not be enforced except in selectively shithole areas mm. like i really don't think that would fly in austin no austin da is gonna fucking prosecute a trans person for existing but you know someone in fucking lubbock might Right. So like you're basically causing making no go zones for trans people in the state. It's Oh my fucked god, up.
1: they're they're sundown towns.
0: Yeah. It's sundown towns if you're not cis. It's it's super fucked up and they're like, Oh, why do trans people hate Christians? Why do trans people hate, you know, conservatives? Well look what you're fucking doing, you pieces of well, shit.
1: Why in general, why do queer people hate Christians and conservatives? And you it's know, like
0: You're making our lives hard on purpose.
1: Yeah. There's you know, and people will hold up such and such churches being uh, being open and accepting. It's like, yeah, but that's the minority it's a vast minority like you you find like uh, like a good Lutheran church or like a universalist church or something like that, but
0: yeah, there's a really cool uh, Unitarian Universalist church out in garland uh called um Sacred, some sacred circles, fellowship, whatever. It's like mainly neo pagan and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they're really good, fantastic, open and affirming group. There's also there are also like twenty of them, but yeah. there are twenty thousand of them that go to fucking the Baptodome and yeah. twelve thousand down at Dallas Baptist and that a couple thousand at fucking, fucking Murphy shit-head. Culture.
1: There's a Jeffress the big, yeah. The so yeah, it's like look,
0: here's a. Here's like this small group of Unitarians out there not being pricks. There's a couple dozen of them. And then over here is the fucking Baptists being Baptists. Yeah. And it's so funny when they have their interesting conflicts. There was um, Joel Osteen's church, I think it was, where he was retiring and he named his successor as a, a woman to be his successor. <laughs> And the Baptist Southern Baptist Fellowship just like basically ejected them from their group. Oh my god! And they're like a thirty-five thousand person church that they're like, oh, sorry, you can't <clears throat> have some broad be the leader of your church. You know, pussies are an affront to God. That's Therefore, fucking wild, man. Because he was like one of the the big ones,
1: you know, for and, pushing this shit. And uh,
0: <laughs> and then they're like, oh shit, um, you gave us a lot of money. You want to come back? And they're like, nah.
1: Wow, I, did, I didn't know that that had happened. Yeah, it's
0: church. a whole fucking racket, but like, <laughs> you know, even amongst the conservative churches, they're like, hey, this woman has been my protege, and I'm going to name her the next leader of the church, and the patriarchal bullshit, mm-hmm. they're so deeply ingrained that they're like, actually, no, you just can't be part of our club anymore, and they're like, all right, well, we'll take our 35,000 people and become generic evangelicals. Then they're like, oh, shit, our, our income stream, fuck, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Because it all comes out to fucking money.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Money and control. They want money so they can control everyone else that isn't them. Everything
1: that Jesus allegedly was against.
0: Yep. Needless to say, we have a very dim view on that around here in case you somehow didn't know. Yeah,
1: I legit don't know how they can feel righteous at all. Well, levels, The sheer levels of hypocrisy.
0: You know? you know, it is very much part of the reason why they send people out on mission trips and why they have street preachers.
1: Oh, yeah, to, so that they feel persecuted. They feel
0: persecuted and it reinforces their allegiance to the in-group while yeah. reinforcing them against the out-group. It's a cult. It's yeah, a really good cult. So you end up with like, oh, I went out on the street and was standing there with a bunch of books of Mormon, and people told me to piss off when I bothered them while they're trying to eat a snow cone, mm-hmm. and therefore they just aren't ready for the it light of Moroni. Remarkably specific. You know, they get to go back to their ward chapter and be like, "Hey, these guys are rude to me," and it's like, "Oh, they 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 will they will not get their own planet in the end, but they they will lose their celestial family, mm-hmm. and you will get all the planets and like as many wives as you want to fuck." You go get bitches, yo. You know, it's... You know, if you're not causing people problems, cool, but an individual is still part of the greater whole when it comes to religion, and especially conservative religion. But the thing is, they know demographically they're failing. Mm. Like, two-thirds of the youth that are raised in the church leave the moment they get the opportunity and agency to do so. Mm. Like... A lot of this nastiness is demographic failure, and then realizing that while well, they're yeah, trying to, those are not good retention numbers. They're, they're no. trying to bolster, they're trying to force bolster white birth rates so that they can keep kids young, dumb, and full of cum, and making the next generation of inbred, undereducated slaves of their religion. Because people are wising up and not and realizing that hey, you know. I'm a teenager that's raised in this church, but I have friends that are gay and trans, and my parents are really nasty towards them. Mm-hmm. And for most of them, they realize that the parents are being nasty, not that their friends are evil.
1: Right, yeah. And like, I think a lot of this is, I think the internet's probably been a game changer. Oh, totally. In, in, in regards to this. It's like, now kids could literally, quote, do their own research <laughs> when it comes to gay people and trans people. It'd be like, this is fucked up, and the Bible doesn't actually say. And I don't think it says anything about trans people. I think there's like a couple lines in the Old Testament about laying with another man, but
0: it's not a concept is supposed that it's to be superseded is. by the New Testament. But uh, they forget that part. You know, honestly, like the vast majority of Christians have never read their book. So, oh, did you did you
1: read about the um, so there's there's currently the 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 I read a lot of like Book World Twitter basically. Uh-huh. Just book Twitter. And, uh, of course, one of the big things in book Twitter right now is all the book banning. Yeah. They try to clear out, like, school libraries of, like, anything that's inappropriate for age groups. And I don't know, I I, I doubt it's resolved yet, but a woman in one of these states that was pushing this basically lodged a complaint against the Bible being in the school because it's, like, it's got masturbation, murder, bestiality. Incest. Incest. Like, rape, yada, 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 yada. Like, like
0: all these fucking things that, like, an eight-year-old shouldn't know about, you know? I mean, have you seen just how all the bad shit that happened in the Book of Job? Like, technically, we're not even allowed to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, yeah, that was in Utah. And they're like, oh, how dare you do this? It's like, well, what? You put any book up for a challenge. Well, guess what? The Bible is a book. Yeah, and so... So you literally
1: call it the good book and brag about how it's the most printed book ever in history and shit. So,
0: So, needless to say, um, like, the book bans and stuff, like, there's whole captured school districts here in North Texas, even. Southlake, it's run mm -hmm. by a bunch of fascists. And like, oh, you know, we can't let these kids read about fucking Rosa Parks or... Um,
1: Some of the screencaps of the, the new history books are like Rosa Parks was asked to move, but she did what she felt was right and refused to move. It really just makes it sound like she was lazy and didn't want to go move seats or something like that. Yeah. Or didn't want to make space for like a pregnant woman or something. It's like there's no context that this was... Like During this, a very racist era, like maybe even more than now, it doesn't have any of the context that the black yeah. people were supposed to be at the back of the bus and, and what she was doing
0: was making a legal, it, moral stand. It was, a, it was a planned action, too. Yeah. Like, there was organizing and networking and people got together and did this protest to organize the Montgomery bus boycott after that. But her act that sparked it off was intentional. And they're like, "Oh no, she was just hired and didn't want to move, and then a white guy was rude, and then the cops got involved, and it was bad, but we fixed it, and now there's no racism." Which yeah, is then the Obama was elected two thousand eight, and then everything was great. over forever. Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: America's not racist over now. It's ever again. Now let's drop some
0: bombs. Yeah, and then you have fucking Florida being like, if you transport a undocumented person in your car, it's a felony. What a Everyday citizens
1: are supposed to fucking ask to see each other's papers now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this has now gotten a lot of conservative evangelical Cubanos and stuff. Basically, going wait, what the fuck? Like and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you, you voted for this. This is the this is what you aligned yourself with. You are brown. You're not part of the club. Yeah, it's a big club, and, and you, you ain't in it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like again, if you're not. A straight, straight white, cis, evangelical male, you are in for a bad time if you align yourself with that group. 100%. Mm. And when I mentioned earlier about the demographic shifts in America, like, we're talking in the last 20 years, the amount of people that publicly will say that they're non-religious has, like, tripled to, like, 38%, where the actual, like, where the actual share of, like, Christians of any flavor mm-hmm. have shrunk by fifteen points apiece.
1: Now, I don't want to overstate it because they are still the majority, unfortunately. Yes. But it is it's a good trend.
0: <laughs> It's trend in the right direction, and also is something to rate realize too that the population of America in the last twenty years has also gone up by many millions of people. Oh, right. So, like, the actual shift is much larger than it would appear on its face, because yeah, and these changes have occurred. In the same time frame that the United States has grown by 50 million people. So it's not just like the numbers are shifting within a static population. It's just there's Mm -hmm. vastly more people that are just like they see through it. And so like you can recontextualize a lot of this nastiness is like a residual of the trump presidency and people's willingness to just be openly assholes but also them realizing that demographically they're doomed and it's yeah. just a matter of them trying to grab on and try to install like a christian theocracy in the time they have left and yeah
1: like electing the worst possible person for the job was clearly a backlash uh against obama like They felt that they really needed to get out there and and turn hard right, and evil, even so-called moderates were like, well, the black centrist was just way too much to handle, I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, when Trump got elected, the literal president is saying all these super fucked up things that... Most races that care about their reputation keep on the
0: inside, kind of give them permission to be, like, openly shitty. I mean, it is a minor, and I say this as, like, a minor relief, that his rally in fucking Waco...
1: Oh, how did that go? I didn't
0: read it. There was long. only between, like, around 4,000 people there. Okay, because uh, the city said they were expecting 15,000, so... Yeah. yeah, but the actual attendance was around 4,000, and people started leaving... Pretty early in, Mm. and they can't really fudge it because there's photos of the crowd from the plane as it was landing, and it wasn't very large. Mm. It was less than like the length of one hangar at the McLennan County Airport, Mm. um and McLennan County, where Waco is, he won by twenty percent in 2020. So this is not some not a hotbed. It's fucking Waco, yeah, the home of Baylor University, the largest Baptist university in the country. So like this is a hard conservative area, and he could only muster four thousand. Low energy, sad. Mm. And they claim that they didn't do
1: the um, the rally in Waco on the anniversary of the the Branch Davidian complex as as a, as a dog whistle. They're like, no, no, no. It's halfway between Dallas and Austin. It's a hundred miles from each, so it's a central location, and it's like. What the Motherfucker, you have the money to do
0: rallies in Dallas and Austin. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, slapping in Waco just doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Except you happen to do it on the anniversary of the final assault on the, the Branch Davidian compound.
1: Yeah. So... Just like his other... No. Like, he did the, um... He did a rally in Tulsa on or around the annihilation of Black Wall Street.
0: Yeah, and it's like we're just coincidentally doing this rally at the time of the Tulsa race massacre, which also was where uh, Herman Cain earned his award. Oh, yeah! Wow, the uh, where yeah. the Herman Cain Award got its name, where he went to a rally that was unmasked <clears throat> and no COVID restrictions or anything, and he caught COVID and died. And then his family was managing his account for a few days after his death, (laughs) tweeting, like, I'm feeling fine, COVID's not a problem, when he's, like, literally dead from it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a real fucked up situation. The fact that he didn't have a ton of people show up in fucking Texas in, like, some of the reddest, basically the reddest city that's not Fort Worth. Yeah. Because Fort Worth did go blue in the last election, like, a squeaker, and oh, it made their county chairs go insane because how dare those Democrats vote? We're going to have to try to make it harder. And um, they did. And they're trying they're to. They're trying to push through the
1: you can't vote on college campuses anymore.
0: They're trying to make it sense you can't vote on fucking schools. And I guess what? You only do churches? Do you expect libs to just catch on fire if they set foot in a church? That can't be, that's not legal. The the gutting of the voting right acts was a fucking crime and all the conservative justices on the Supreme Court to be minecrafted. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at
1: the very least, uh, Clarence Thomas should be impeached. Yeah. I think there's there's probably enough evidence that we know that he's corrupt or that he's... For
0: his he wife sh- was up to shit. His yeah. wife is
1: definitely up to shit, and he there should be some kind of charges for him not recusing himself from cases that directly involve shit that his wife is up to. Yeah.
0: But the Supreme Court is completely illegitimate at this point, so you know, fuck them. It's a captured thing, and the last three seats are completely illegitimate, in my opinion. So, yeah, don't really care what happens to them. And the big thing that we've been dancing around this entire time is the fact that you know, Ooh, look, Trump got indicted in in fucking New York on thirty four charges. I mean, they got Al Capone on tax evasion, so it, stranger things have happened.
1: Yeah, but, like I mentioned to you earlier, I'm not going to feel one way or the other about it until he's actually incarcerated.
0: Yeah, it was some real tee o'clock hours because, like, yeah. I got home on Thursday and took a nap, mm-hmm. and then Twitter was blowing up over the course of that time frame and people posting about it in the fan chat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, it actually happened. Huh. Neat. And then it went around my day because it's like, yeah we'll fucking see what happens like that's the thing it's it's so it's kind of fucked that you have so little faith i have so little faith in the process that, oh uh, i, I can't totally
1: have that little faith that it where it's me. like
0: oh cool like let's make him squirm and you know seeing the the cubers screaming and trying to bend their prophecies around to make it make sense because q said that trump was immune and it's all part of the movie, and like, no, he's he's getting arraigned and fingerprinted and mugshot on Tuesday, and oh my god, this means this is actually a 57D chess move that is actually going to use the stand to talk about the true crimes of the cabal, and how Hillary Clinton really did eat that you, baby.
1: You know, they don't just let you talk about what you want to talk about when you're
0: on the witness stand. Well, I mean, their idea of a movie is fucking Patriot Games, where he's like, you can't handle the truth, and that was uh, A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson. Whatever. Uh Patriot Games, which has Harrison Ford. They're all fucking John Clancy, aren't they? Or Tom Clancy? No, um, I don't know what A Few
1: Good Men is based on, but it's not one of the Jack Ryan books. Okay, it's... then I'm just
0: talking out my ass here, but courts sorry. don't work that way. I
1: know too much about this shit, sorry. Stepfather was a huge Tom Clancy fan. We saw the movies. So yeah, anyway. but like
0: you said, they don't just let you go off on the fucking witness stand, right? Yeah, yeah. You the, have to answer the questions. Like they the ask judge you. will
1: fucking snap and keep your ass on untasked. Like it's not a place for you
0: to like grandstand. Yeah, ironic, you had but, like Lindsey Graham was like, I hope he punches a cop and breaks a window on the way there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's add felony assault of a police officer and. Willful, like, destruction of property. Yeah. Just tack it on the top, why not? It's weird because these even guys... Lindsey Graham's still
1: kissing his ass, even though at the same time he's gone on record as being, like, Trump's piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he wants power. There There's no truth, there's only power for conservatives. That's how it is in the current world. But the other thing, too, is, like, they expect this to be this big, dramatic indictment they're gonna drag him down the street in chains as he howls and yells and no the secret service is gonna walk him in he's gonna get fingerprinted and photographed and they're gonna put him under house arrest with maybe an ankle monitor he's not going to rikers he's not gonna be locked up in the same cell that epstein got epstein in mm. you know that would be way too convenient but you know it's a boring criminal case that's white collar crime Yeah, Yeah,
1: and like Boozy posted, he looked through the law on this, and apparently there's no law in the books that says that a convicted president will lose either their lifetime salary or their Secret Service detail, so he's going to be fine. He's not going to be shanked in
0: G-pop or anything like that. Yeah, he'd probably get a fucking custom cell made and have like a berth where some poor fucking Secret Service guy that rotates out has to stay with him in prison. Oh. As he has his own little private suite at fucking some Supermax. And it's probably not even going to be that. Mm. Like, the one thing that could get him is the, the documents, but that hasn't dropped yet. Like, there's like four different large cases that are dropping indictments. And the New York one's the actual only, like, white-collar crime. Because yeah. he basically lied to about campaign finance shit. You know, he was trying to be like, oh, the guy that... You know, the guy that was witnessed against me is a convicted piece of scum, and the person who was convicted over the same shit was literally his lawyer at the time, who did the stuff on his behest. <laughs> oh my god. Um, wow. But yeah, like... It's, That's fucking bold to be like, well, he's a convict, you can't trust
1: him. It's like, he's a like, convict because it worked for you. On one
0: hand, like, I give everybody the permission, because you totally need my permission to do this, to be the most... Blue hat lib posting orange man bad photos the day he gets arrested. Go fucking nuts. But, like, this is... It it really is a I'll believe it when I see it type thing. I can be happy in the back of my head, but it all feels like... It feels like a salve. It's like...
1: It's our fucking bread and circuses to keep us in line. Because while they're, they're trying to genocide trans people and ban all the books and make it seem that America's not fucking horrible and racist, but are also trying to keep down a workers' revolt, generally. I feel like it's, like, at a societal level, this is just, like, a little entertainment being dangled in front of us. Do I want a president who likely committed real, actual crimes to face legal consequences? Yes, Absolutely. But at the same time, I also feel like, you know, the the media and middle of the road liberals are going to allow themselves to be distracted by this. They're going to have a we got him kind of moment and then they're going to move on. And all the black and brown and queer and other minority people are going to be like... Yeah, it, it, we're the hand that's sinking into the water. And the high five is,
0: we got Trump. Yeah. And then we just fucking drown. I mean, and it sucks to feel the cynical, but, you know, we, we fucking lived through four years of Trump. And now we're, he's just barely seeing consequences. I mean, at least, at least, like a bunch of like a thousand plus prosecutions for January 6th has really slowed the role of his hardest core supporters. Mm. So like there was maybe a dozen people that fucking like showed up at Trump tower the day that they were announcing the indictment and that they were laughed at by the people who live in New York city. Yeah. And like you have the people standing on the road near Mar-a-Lago waving Trump flags, getting told to fuck off by the local PD because they're non-residents there after dark, you know, <sighs> it's the the fact that there's obviously not some crazed armed militia showing up what are you gonna do be involved in a three-way fire four-way firefight between florida cops, secret service and the fbi and your meal team six gravy seals buddy you know it's not gonna fucking happen and like all these people posting about this means war no it's not you're posting on the great Win. it's like a third-tier Reddit clone, and even people on your own side are calling you a LARPing R-word, you know?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like, at least the fact that there were some consequences to the people that did that shit on Jan 6 has really muted the potential violence. The fact that, like, the leader of the Proud Boys got, like convicted of seditious conspiracy and is facing a fuckload of time in prison yeah well. like apparently it's a really big deal that he
1: didn't just get convicted of like be where he shouldn't whatever trespassing on public property or whatever but it, but that they actually convicted him of of sedition it's like that's a big fucking deal and it sets a it sets a good precedent you know that, like well you can't just overthrow the government. <laughs> but yeah, just fuck So, um I also uh nuked and locked my Twitter account um a few days ago, so I haven't really seen a lot of this occasionally yeah, I so mean, somebody mentioned it in, in one of the telegram chats. But.
0: Like I said, I like I kept my A D because I follow artists. And that's really about it. I don't engage with discourse. I don't follow a lot of you know, there are no discourse gremlins in my site. Yeah, like, I just want to see the art, and like, I've really been enjoying there's a really cute trend. Somebody posted a little sketch page, like, what if you launched Resident Evil 4 and, and Ashley was a tiny mouse, and they drew this little cartoon mouse in Ashley's outfit, and it has become an art meme. Um, oh. People drawing this cute little character as a mouse, and doing cute little things of, Leon, guy wants some cheese, and, you know, <laughs> drawing Leon as a furry... With like this little mouse perched on his shoulder, or mm. Leon as the human with the mouse in his pocket, uh, or uh-huh. like little animated things that one uh Tom and Jerry still where Jerry is like the shape of the cheese slice or is, like the cheese cone, uh-huh. except it's Ashley with the little cheese cone it's It's really cute, and that's like a positive art trend that I can be like, "Ah, Twitter is good for that. Mm. Twitter is not good. For a lot of other shit. Yeah. Like I said, when you look at Twitter and you're like, boy, howdy, that sure makes me want to un- unalive that guy. That would be the best option. It's not good for your heart, like emotionally or physically. Mm-hmm. So I chose to drop that.
1: Yeah. I really started to notice when, like, I would look at Twitter for a few minutes and I would, be, I would immediately see something that was upsetting or I, I'd find myself going down a rabbit hole where I was like, Finding all the replies to a shitty tweet and blocking people,
0: and then I'd I'd be like, why the fuck am I doing this?" I'm never going to see this person again.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's it sucks because it is really that to fall down that trap because it'd be cool if like blocking somebody on Twitter.com made them have like a minor headache, but that's not how that works. It got a little electric shock every time. Someone you know that them. or that one little picture. It's like a dude praying next to his bed. It's like, dear God, let me be able to slap people over TCP/IP. <laughs> right. you know yeah. just reach through the screen psh! yeah but sadly it does not work that way and so the best option is to just divest yourself of that yeah that's all I can. like
1: i feel like it's been a bit social media has become a bit of an addiction yeah and I'm, I'm weaning myself off of it basically
0: and like like oh no where am i gonna share my cute pictures of adam i'll put them in telegram who cares like i don't uh, it, you get you, yourself a Facebook page. No. Like, you get addicted to the little dopamine, like, oh, people like that cute picture I took. And then nobody, and everybody ignored this other, like, non-sequitur thing I posted. Mm-hmm. And I had someone say, it's like, I really just kind of ignored any text posts, but if I saw a picture of Adam, I'd fave it. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm offended, but understandable. You know? But
1: that's all you want to
0: post anyways, pictures Yeah, Adam, so. but, like, I would have, like, a little non-sequitur, and people... You know, like that one that really just pissed me off before Fiesta. I was like, man, fuck this and deactivated my Twitter account. Yeah. Um. And so, like, yeah, people just try to, even people that are nominally on your side, they just want to pick fights sometimes. I'm like, I'm not fucking here for it. Oh, um, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, Twitter, it's bad. Like, again, you can find me in the Telegram fan chat. I'm in there. I'm posting stuff. I'm finding cute art. Like, there was a really cute pic that Skoon did today that was, like, a maid cafe dressed up uh, Sylveon balancing, like, five different trays. Mm-hmm. It was really cute, while a disgruntled-looking Glaceon, I'm like, because they can multitask while they, uh, well, the Glaceon can't, because the ribbons, you know, that's cute. That's the shit I want to see. Mm-hmm. Or there was a really funny pic that someone shared in there of, like, two dudes, like, cuddling post-sex, like, you know. Whoops, sorry. But now, if you have that mandatory cuddle time after sex, let me tell you about Kingdom Hearts lore. And the guy has a thought bubble. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. (laughs) This is what happens when you fuck a nerd. Yeah. Get that mandatory cuddle time, and they're going to learn about who Roxas is. Do you want to learn about the four different forms of Xehanort? Too bad. There
1: was like a TikTok or something where somebody was like, this guy will just randomly start telling his wife Deep Warcraft lore. But like, she's sitting at her computer, and she's, like, eating something, and he just starts talking, and she turns to him, and, he just, and her reaction goes from, like, through bored confusion. At the end, she cracks up laughing guess he says something really fucked up. But like, it's a TikTok. It's, like, yeah. two minutes long. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's like, did you
0: know that Gul'dan is... <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no please tell me the lure of chromie and how that they're not actually trans even though they're a male chromi- uh bronze dragon that uses a female gnome as their human form this has been a real episode of the show <laughs> um cool stuff at the front yeah at the end sorry to bring it down kids but that's how it be on this bitch of an earth um, as always you can find me on telegram in the fan chat. There's always a link in the show
1: notes. We just got an email.
0: Oh. ARF.
1: Very cool. <laughs> it meaning that it, it does actually work.
0: <laughs> so, so we're just unpopular fuzz. Okay. Thanks for thanks for reinforcing that fact. We'll we should include this in the episode. You're welcome. We're um SouthPostcast at gmail dot com. Tell us we're unloved and that we should stop. Or don't. I mean doesn't matter. We're not going to shut up anytime soon.
1: Yeah, we just can't do this for us at this point. So. Yeah, like,
0: we've only been doing this for fucking 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to shut up. You're telling me to log off. I will never log off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, episodes, it's over. Um, gmail.com, patreon.com slash Uh Find us in Telegram, in the fan chat. Steve and I are in there, at least. Uh, Fuzz is a busy lad. But he's still here. I still exist. I've just retired from public life.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when,
0: when you become a gray muzzle like us, it's very understandable. But speaking of doctor stuff, though, so I got a
1: CT scan off my skull the other day. Yeah. they Actually, they were looking at my sinuses, and, like, they burned the disc with the results on it. And uh-huh. gave it to me so I can burn to my, <laughs> my ENT. Um, and, like, so I, I actually looked through, like, all the images, and it's, like, it's neat because it's, like goes by layers from all these different angles, and I'm like, I wonder if this is enough information for someone to actually 3D print a replica of my skull.
0: Probably. Kind
1: of neat. So I got to see my sinuses and stuff. I have no idea what any of it means. So, you know, I have to wait for the doctor to be
0: like Yo, check it out, I've got an extra branch in my sinuses here. That's really bad. (laughs) Aw. This is where the second heart is. (laughs) Oh, you are in fact a Time Lord, except it's in your skull somehow. That's bad. Regeneration mishap. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's how it be. All right, well, on that enlightening note, good night. Then give a CT scan. Yeah, take care of yourself.